Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Um, tonight, we're really excited to have Joe Ramsett on here. Um, I feel like he's one that I've been thinking for like a long time and have said to Nikki, like, we need to have Joe on the podcast um, just because he has such great ideas all the time. Um, so I'm excited to have him tonight to talk about um, a topic that I think anyone can relate to, which is promoting your program. Um, so Joe, why don't you start out by introducing yourself and letting the listeners know a little bit more about you? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So um, my name is Joe Ramstead. I am a high school agriculture education teacher in Rockford, Minnesota, which is about half an hour west of the Twin Cities. Um, I graduated from the University of Minnesota in 2019 um, and just recently got my master's from the University of Florida. Um, and I've been teaching agriculture for five years. So it's been a great deal of fun for me um, within my program. Um, we have two ag education teachers in our program. We have a, an individual who split uh, middle high school and then uh, I'm predominantly at the high school the entire day and I coordinate work-based learning as well um, for our, our school district. So um, it's, been, it's been a blast. We have about 500 students um, within our program between the middle and high school each year. Um, so we have the opportunity to reach every seventh and eighth grader um, and then any students who take ag as an elective uh, grades nine through 12. Um, so it's definitely um, a lot. We we really try to balance having FFA classroom and supervised egg experience and work-based learning within our program, um, which kind of lent itself to having this um, topic presented at the NAAE conference because we we as egg teachers oftentimes find ourselves promoting a lot of the FFA things that we do, but maybe not as much the classroom or work-based learning activities. And um, we're definitely not perfect, but we definitely try to emphasize all three of those and really promote our program and not just our chapter um, on our social media and with our, within our community. And congrats on your master's degree. Thank you. Did it feel really good? Oh my gosh, it felt amazing. <laughs> it was a lot yeah. of fun though, so I'm glad I did it. And you're going to look back and be like, how did I do that? When did I make time to do that? So congratulations. Um, huge deal. Thank you. Um, no, yeah. Know the feeling. And did, did you go, you went, did you walk? I did. I went down for the two days or whatever, just to, just to say, yep, I did it. I can cross the stage and get my yeah. little piece of paper. So it, it was good though. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I always tell people like they need to make time to, to be a part of the ceremony because it's a huge deal. Not to mention, like, you went to Florida, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, why wouldn't you go? Like, I'm just <laughs> upset we didn't go and sit in the audience with you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but congrats on that. Um, okay, so promoting your ag ed program like a pro. Uh, obviously, something that every ag teacher, no matter um, their years of experience or how they got to agricultural education, needs to um, kind of be fluent in this topic. And I kind of feel like this is a topic kind of, that you're going to work on. Like, you're not going to just like, oh, figure it out, check the box and move on. Like, this is just something that you're constantly getting better at. And so I'm excited to hear your um, tips and tricks, because I think even myself running in the state association, it, definitely, I know I'm going to learn something here. Um, 
but teachers everywhere doesn't matter what grade you're teaching how many egg teachers you have how many students you have like you're, you got to do these things and so I'm really excited for it so let's walk through like paint a picture for our listeners what are you guys doing to promote your your current program so I think it's important to think about um, a lot of different things when you're promoting your program. A lot of times we just think, oh, Facebook and Instagram, um, social media handles, and there really is so much more to it than just simply social media. Um, when we think about program at, pro promoting our program, we have to look at what we're doing in person at events, how our students are representing themselves. Like, do we have uh, similar chapter t-shirts or a similar kind of theme that our kids are wearing or using to represent and show unity within our program. Um, but also then we have like banners and flyers and informational sheets, programs for different um, events that we have, such as banquets or open houses. So um, it all really kind of comes down to having a consistent brand kit throughout all of those different areas. Um, one area that I'd like to see our program grow in is merchandise. Uh, we, When I took over at the program a couple years ago, we were in the hole for our budget. So we're rebuilding that. Now we are not in the hole. And so we can kind of start experimenting with doing some, you know, chapter quarter zips or t-shirts or giving them away as prizes to community members. So we're really excited to be looking into those possibilities here um, this spring and into the new year. Um, so we really have to think about all those things. And in our program right now, um, we have Instagram and Facebook for our primary social media platforms that we utilize. We did explore uh, a TikTok, but our chapter officers, I kind of, they, they had approached me and asked about making a TikTok. And then I put the question back on them and said, well, let's do some research and think about what some other programs around us are doing with TikTok. Is it worth it? Were they reaching um, all of those areas? And then they kind of came back to me and said, nope, we're, we're not going to do the TikTok. So they decided themselves that they didn't want to go that route. And personally, I was kind of glad that we didn't explore that because I know that there's a lot of um, unknowns about TikTok in terms of like privacy and everything. Um, so I like to keep it just to Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we have the students pretty active in helping create the content. So um, I'll probably talk about this a little bit more later. Um, but generally speaking, um, we will take pictures at different CDE and LDE events when I do work-based learning visits, um, when we're doing cool things in our classroom. And some of the times um, myself or my co-teacher will make the posts on the Instagram and Facebook. And other times we will delegate it to students, especially when it's a CDE result or an LDE result or proficiency award announcements that we want to stretch out for a couple of weeks to kind of build hype for those kids that are, are doing great things. Um, so it really kind of depends on the time of year and also our, our media schedule of what we have going on on our uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, we also have, um, and this is in the resource sheet, but we have um, Canva flyer templates that you can use to customize your program that explain like what is FFA, um, what is a supervised agricultural experience. Um, we have syllabus templates that you can use for your different classes when you're thinking about having a uniform look in your program. Um, and there's also sample press releases, presentations, all of that, because you can't forget about um, engaging with your school board and also with um, people in the community who might be a little more old fashioned and reading that newspaper every week too. Brianna, before, I want to jump in before you um, have your question. Uh, my state officers always, this is a conversation I literally have every year, obviously, because, you know, they're a new set of kids. And it always comes up in delegate work at state convention about social media and engaging students. And I think one lesson that your kids can learn here is just how much time good social media marketing takes and it's not what they're used to seeing 
and it's not what they're used to putting out there either. Um, and so when, when your kids asked that and you said like, go do some research, I, I love that you said that because, um, they might just realize how much work it is. My state officers really wanted to be real. And I was like, absolutely not. Because number one, what kids don't realize, because that's what happened. The, the state officer or the delegates really wanted to see the behind the scenes work. Little do they know the behind the scenes work is me and my people. It's not the state officers. <laughs> it's me and my people like packing a box, hitting print, making copies, calling up people like Brianna saying like, can you please help me write this part of the event? Like it's not what they think it is. It's their, you know, not their perception. And something that I always remind them is that engaging with students on social media is great. Like we want to get kids excited about FFA stuff. However, my priority audience is the adults because they're the ones with the checkbook and they're the ones calling up the foundation and donating. And we like, that's the audience that we need. The kids are great, but sometimes when it's just like me, like I don't have a budget for marketing. I don't have a big marketing, you know, firm that's doing all of our stuff. Um, <clears throat> sometimes when I don't have time, my focus is the adults. And so I'm glad to hear you say that because for kids, it can be kind of unnerving because they like, well, but we want TikTok and we want this and we want that. <clears throat> and sometimes less is more. And that's really hard for them to understand. Um, I've learned a lot though in this job with marketing and that I don't think I would ever want to do it as a career. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but anyway, go ahead, Brianna. Yeah. Well, the one thing, Joe, that stood out to me when you were talking about promoting your program through that, like introducing it, um, was your, you called it a media calendar or media schedule or something like that. You can dive into that a little bit deeper on like, how do you set up your content and do you, yeah, do you consistently post at a certain time? You post a certain thing at that certain time or what does that look like? So I would love to say that we have a perfect schedule and plan, um, but in reality, we don't. <laughs> we just kind of wing it a little bit. Um, there are studies and research, and I have this in the resources as well, that show the ideal times to post and not post on um, social media, but you also have to know your target market as well. Um, like for us at our school, like, we don't post anything during the school day, really, if the students are our target audience for it. Like if we're promoting an upcoming meeting, that happens at night when we talk about that or before school um, because the kids can access uh, Instagram or Facebook on their devices at school because we don't have Wi-Fi anymore because that just recently got taken away from kids and we don't have very good service. So we know that it's, they're not going to be able to reach it um, during the school day, really. So we we focus our efforts then in the morning and the evening. So that's kind of what I meant by media schedule. Um, but then for me personally, like when I... I'm doing awesome things in class or when my co-teachers doing awesome things in class, we snap pictures and yeah, we'll post that during the day on our uh, school devices or on our personal devices that do have access to the Wi-Fi in those pages um, because we know that our adults are checking um, on their lunch break or water break at work. Um, I can share because, oh, Bobby is dissecting a fetal pig today and that's really cool. So we can build the audience and engagement that way as well. Um, a general rule of thumb is we don't like to post more than a couple of times a day. Um, generally, we haven't been doing the best with this the last couple of weeks, um, but because we've had the, the break and everything and we haven't really had many career development event opportunities. But generally, when we have a field trip, uh, we'll post at the beginning of the day wishing kids good luck. Um, we'll talk about what they're going to be doing. Um, sometimes we'll go live or do some of those reels on Facebook or Instagram. And at the end of the day, we have graphics that have been like pre-created on Canva and then myself or um, generally our chapter reporter will make those and then 
share them out um, on social media to announce the results. Um, you got to be a little careful with that though too, because sometimes the results can change. I know in our area of the state, generally the results are sent out the same day or the next day. So we have those results, but then they can be adjusted for up to 24 hours. So we always have that little statement on there of, hey, these are the preliminary results. They can change. And that has unfortunately happened in the past um, for our students where they qualified and then didn't or maybe didn't qualify and then did. Um, so they got to take it with a grain of salt um, with getting those results out sooner. Um, but yeah, there, there are just so many different ways that you can engage with your audience and it doesn't really necessarily matter. I don't think, um, if you have a, a set schedule, if you do, that's awesome. Um, we do schedule sometimes, like if we, like when it comes to class registrations, I know last year we had introduced a bunch of brand new classes and we got the permission from our administration to promote those on our social media. Um, so we scheduled one every day for like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so they had something to look forward to when we get to proficiency and degree season and we're recognizing students we will post up to one a day. Um, so that way we can still post reminders of meetings and activities as well, but also like at six o'clock, see who's going to be our next proficiency finalist for, uh, our region or state competition. Um, if we have multiple going that year. I definitely break all the social media rules. Because let me tell you, when I get the time to do it, it's just like publish, just get it out there. I will say though, I learned I learned this from Jessica Duvall. She would be the CTSO advisor here in North Dakota for FBLA, and so this is completely stolen from her. Um, and I want to share it because I wish I would have done this when I was a high school teacher. So some of her state officers, or maybe this year all of them, in her CTSO, their state officers can still be in high school. All of mine are in college. Um, I run alongside the FFA Foundation and a marketing company that the foundation hires. We run all of the social media. <clears throat> and when I say I, I mean like my team. So me, Brianna Mueller. Um, and we together use this thing that Jessica uses because she has her high school state officers um, write the content like you said joe but they don't have the access to the account to post it and this is a great way because i know some schools have rules about if they can have access yada yada maybe maybe you don't feel comfortable giving them access whatever um it's just an excel spreadsheet it has the dates so like let's say the three of us right now we're going to schedule all of january for our, like pretend ffa chapter we have all of january's dates and then it would have a column about, you know, what the event's for, the the caption, and then a Canva link right to the graphic um, or maybe the photo, whatever. Maybe it goes to a Dropbox and then um, the date to be posted and then who who made it. So if you have multiple officers that help with things, um, something that I just wish that I learned now that I wish I would have known when I was a high school teacher to maybe help engage some of those kids um, that really love social media without having to give them access the, to the account. And it allows you to like do a quick check and, and that type of thing. So wanted to share that um, if that could help somebody. Um, I love hearing you talk about like the times that work best. And like, I know all of those things, but like, that's the part kids don't see like it really is a science it's it's nuts so what um what when people go in and look at this resource that you've provided 
this has taken some time. And so to get like in the groove with you and your teaching partner and your kids and how this is going to look, what do you like about kind of what you have going on here with promotion of your program? Yeah. And to, to piggyback off what you had mentioned too, we do a very similar scheduling uh, concept. I, I don't think it's as formal as the Excel sheet. My previous program, we did something a little bit more like that. Um, but personally, I'm not comfortable having our students on our social media. So it is me generally being the one or my co-teacher uh, posting uh, the content, but they're the students are the ones that are creating it. They're just sending it to me and not being the ones that post it physically on the website. And that's how my high school egg instructors were as well when I was a student. So that's kind of why I've kind of adopted a similar philosophy, I think. Um, but as for the resource that I've shared, um, yes, there are a lot of different items in here. Um, I think the biggest thing is just keeping a consistent format for your communications, whether it's within your chapter or um, external or with, uh, outside of your chapter. Um, so on the resource, you'll see um, some slides that I did at the workshop that I presented at the 2023 NAAE conference. Um, you'll see a sample school board presentation if you need to talk about your program to say your school board or maybe talk about um, an upcoming event. Like I think this one was for um, approval to go to the National Alpha Bay Convention a couple years ago. Um, one resource that I really like is the CDE and LDE blurbs. So a lot of the times after you come back from a contest, you're just exhausted and you just want to put the clipboards away and you want to go home and you want to go to bed. Um, but you also want to share the results from the students and how awesome they did and what they learned and blah, 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 all the cool stuff. So this resource has all of the different CDEs and LDEs, at least that are offered in Minnesota. Um, and a snippet about each one. So not only are you going to say congrats to our companion animal science team for placing second in the region and advancing to state, there's also a blurb in here that says, focusing on animals that you would commonly have around the home, the companion animal vet science CDE helps students become skilled at identifying over 100 breeds of cats, dogs, fish, rabbits, and more, along with gaining skills related to nutrition, genetics, veterinary clinic, or pet store operation, and much more. So it's a brief snippet of what that CDE is. You can just copy and paste it and put it right in there and then have the names of the kids and say, awesome job and put a little dog emoji. Hold the freaking phone. Joe, can I... <laughs> Can I steal and use all of this myself? Absolutely. That's what it's there for. So like, this is something that I've needed to do because I, I know as an ag teacher, I was tired, but let me tell you when you're a state staff, what is the first thing that everyone wants to know is the results and they want to, they want to know it is like that kid walks across the stage. They want to know it. And that's a lot of pressure. And I get that. And so sometimes I'm really lazy. Like, and I'll just put congratulations. And I know I should do a better job. And I know I should probably say this event was sponsored by. And I just don't. I just don't. This is a game changer. So you came on here to help teachers. <laughs> but if you just, I cannot wait to use this. Thank you. Work has been really hard. So this has lifted like a lot of weight off my shoulders. I just have to say this. Um. I clicked into one of his resources, you guys, and it opened up like Pandora's box to even more resources. <laughs> Game changer. Seriously. For anyone listening. This is huge. Well, awesome. I'm I'm glad you can use it too. It's um I will preface their their Minnesota specific. So we do have a couple events in Minnesota or even in our region. 
um, that our state doesn't even do so that's specific to our program, but you can definitely tweak them and make a copy of it, whatever. Like I know, like in Southern United States, they have citrus judging, they have maple contests. I know up in the Northern parts of the U S as well. Um, so you can definitely tweak them, um, however you see fit, but this is kind of nice. Cause then I can share this with my chapter reporter and she can create the content. And I know that it's, it's professional and it looks nice. And it does a nice job explaining what the different events are and the main components of them. Um, and obviously, too, you want to read through them. Like I know uh, agriculture communications is one that's very different in every state um, generally. So you want to read through and make sure that it's consistent with what um, your state does or your region does as well. Um, and then this now it just became a help session for between me and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> this is the part in the podcast where Joe um, now shows Brianna and I how to create a reel. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the, <laughs> you guys. I got to I'm just going to list these off right now. Workshop slide, the workshop slides he mentioned. The CDLE blurbs, press releases. I literally needed this myself as state staff like months ago. Um this is huge. Samples, templates, Canva designs and there's over 60 of them. 60. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and in that Canva doc you'll see um, I think I kind of saved the best one for last at the bottom of that document. There's a lot of stuff in there. And there's also um, some items in there that are also on Google. They're not necessarily Canva, but um, most of them are Canva links. Um, and they there's a variety of items ranging from promoting your ag department and your FFA chapter um, to I created some POA posters a couple years ago. Um, where we have the 15 different divisions of, or 15 different quality standards in the three divisions of the National Chapter Award. Um, we laminate them and kids write an expo marker at our officer retreat, the different events and goals that we have for the year um, so they can kind of see what's what's on tap for the rest of the year. Um, there are syllabus templates. There's graphics that you can use for promoting your different uh, CDE and LDE winners. So you can click and drag the pictures of the students at the contest um, into the graphic and then share it with that nice little CDE blurb um, at the end of the day. Uh, we have stuff for SAE recognition, um, national chapter award templates if you uh, pursue that with your chapter. Um, we have like a officer announcement so we can we can recognize our new incoming president, vice president, so on and so forth uh, each day of the week when they get elected. Um, then we also have things like banquet programs, invitations, um, slideshow templates. So lots of different resources for anyone to use. Um, and we also have some things in there too for like different holidays um, throughout the year as well. So if you wanted to do like a Happy Thanksgiving. Did you know that Minnesota is the number one turkey producing state? Gobble, gobble. Like you have a resource to do that um, for your social media as well. So I know at the beginning of the, the uh, chat here today, I mentioned that um, it's more than just social media, but I would say social media does reach a lot of people. Like if you just give a flyer, like you probably made an impression on one, maybe a few people in a family. But if you post on social media, like that is mass communication and you don't know how many people you're going to reach because people can share and then it's visible to all of their friends and followers as well. Um, so we do we do put a lot of emphasis, especially as a growing program on social media, because we know that's where our target audience is um, engaging. 
I also will mention too, this is a great, your social media and involving students in your marketing efforts is a great way to involve your classes and also some different CDE teams as well. Um, I teach an agribusiness class and I, I love teaching agribusiness. Um, but one of the things I do in egg business is we do a social media and campaigns unit. So I have them actually create content for our social media. Um, and then I'll pull like the outstanding examples and put them on social media, whether it's egg trivia or things about our chapter. Um, we also are pretty heavy with marketing plan and a communications in our program. So the students who are on those CDE teams will also get some experience developing marketing plans and communications plans for our chapter um, or releasing some of the projects that they're working on um, on our social media as well. First and foremost, I just am so blown away. Like the more that you talk about, the more literally like... I was thinking that get out of my head. <laughs> well, and I. Yeah, I'm like, I wish I was still in the classroom because all of this is stuff I needed. And it just, I mean, there's so much. So if you're Brianna, listening to this if and you, you can't think of something to use, like, you're wrong because there has to be something yes. in here for you. Well, and you, like, you didn't love Canva, Brianna. Like, so having a place where you could go, like, yes, I get that Canva has templates in general, but then you still got to add a little bit, right? Now, having Joe's little templates here, you can click in here and they're already ag-ed, FFA-specific. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. Well, and it gives you an idea, too, of, like, what should I be posting? You know, how do I how do I word this? Um, because, yeah, like, I always wanted to post on Facebook after events, too. And, yeah, it was just, like, some quick thing I threw together while I was on the bus. But, like, having something beforehand, like, ready to go would have been amazing. Um, and then, secondly, I think utilizing this with your students is such a, a good skill to teach them. Because, like you mentioned already, the stuff that students are posting on social media is not, you know, anything like this. And I think some students are really going to, like love this and you know not really think of social media marketing as a career but then the more that they do it the more I think some of them definitely will want to take ownership of it so have you found that like that some of your students really enjoy doing it from like giving them an opportunity to do it yeah, I do think that it really has um, opened some students' eyes to careers. And, and if anything, it's introduced them to the different opportunities in FFA to pursue related to communications and marketing. Um, I know I've had some students who've gone on to get minors in communications or mass media because of some of the experiences they had in FFA um, or through the classes where we do uh, social media marketing lessons and content in. Um, so it definitely can have an impact. And it, it, again, FFA is all about exposing kids to careers and opportunities. Um, and sometimes students will really gravitate towards the things. Sometimes maybe they might not, it might, it might not be their thing. And there's, there's definitely some kids in anger business who don't love the social media marketing uh, unit that we do. Um, but for the ones that do love it, it, it can be a game changer and really open their eyes to some pretty neat opportunities um, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what to say. Um, <laughs> there's just like even more like FFA program letterhead, national send off event. Like there's just more things in here. You guys, we're not going to we don't have enough time to dig into all of this. So you have to um, you have to open the show notes and check out all of this um, and don't, like pick something. Like, you don't have to do all of this. Just pick something that could be usable and use it. So that being said, 
what advice do you have to other teachers about promoting their program? Um, like, where do you, where do you even get started? Like, sometimes it's overwhelming. And I, and I will say, I do a lot on social media. Um, and I, I'm overwhelmed at your document in a good way, but someone who's turned off by social media maybe would be overwhelmed in a different type of way. So what's your advice? Where do they get started? How can we support the people listening? Yeah, I would say like you just hit the nail on the head, start with something small, like find something that you want to implement this year and then maybe try doing a second thing next year. Um, and garner the help of your students and your, your, um, maybe you have some advisory board members as people in your community that are really strong with social media, have them mentor students or mentor you even on how to help create content and kind of go from there. I mean, you don't have to be the program that posts 18 times a week. In fact, that's probably a little bit too much. Um, but if you post a couple times a week and engage with your, your audience, like you've done a great job. So don't, don't feel like you have to post every single day or about every single little thing that you do. It's just highlighting the really cool, awesome things that you're doing to kind of show, show off your students to the community. Um, and again, maybe get some cool new sponsors or people um, excited about your program as well. Um, there's a several times, especially with this new program here at Rockford um, that I've joined in the last couple of years, or we'll post something about kids welding in the shop or students doing a cool lab in vet science or animal science. And we'll get people to share it. And then we'll get messages from businesses or community members who I didn't even know um, saying, hey, well, we do something pretty similar. We'd love to come in and partner with you or do X, Y, or Z. Um, so every time we have a guest speaker or do something cool in class, I'm always sure to post it or have my co-teacher post it as well um, because we want to increase that visibility. Um, but in order to increase your visibility, you have to start somewhere. So take that leap, try something. Um, even if you only get one or two likes, I mean, you're, you're building that um, base and that foundation. Um, so it, it does take time and it's not going to happen overnight. So just start small and then you can grow from there. Yeah. I love that piece of advice. And I also love that, like the name of this episode and the name of your workshop is promoting your program. Right. And you talked about classroom and SAE and, and FFA. Um, and I think it's really important for us to promote the complete program because it's, it's pretty easy to share FFA events, um, and activities. Um, and that's great, right? FFA is awesome. And, um, all three of us here love it, and I'm sure all of us listening also do, but um, I think there's, you're missing out if you're not also promoting the other aspects of your program, which would be, yeah, that work-based learning SAE component and the things that you're doing in the classroom. And I don't think it has to be anything like earth-shattering. If you are seeing what other people are posting and you're like, well, I don't do anything like that, so I'm not going to post anything. Um I think parents, the community members, they want to see what you're doing in the classroom, especially as parents of high schoolers. They're probably not going home and saying, like, this is what I did today in class. Um, so if you can kind of share that out. And I love those stories, too, about, you know, sponsors seeing your posts and wanting to engage, um, too, because otherwise, where else are they hearing about it from you or then from you? Um, so we kind of, you know, you touched on it a little bit with the templates and having your students involved, but are there other pieces that you feel like um, you do to make it sustainable? Because that's the biggest thing is, is how do I consistently post? Um, so it's not like once a year I'm posting and, and then I forget. Um, so what advice do you have about sustainability of posting on social media or other type of marketing too? 
Absolutely. So I think the biggest thing is just having templates and go to resources that are just copy pasteable. Um, I didn't even get the idea to do the CD LDE blurbs until about we had a snow day. I think I was just like bored out of my mind on a snow day and we're still contracted. So I'm like, I got to do something. I can't just sit here. Um, so I made those blurbs while I was watching the prices. Right. And I mean, it's been a game changer ever since. Cause I'm just able to use them. Um, we do very similar things as well before like a national FFA convention or a state FFA convention. Like if we know, for instance, that we have a parliamentary procedures or a conduct of chapter meetings team or something like that, where they have multiple different rounds throughout the competition or the event, we'll put, we'll make like schedule or on a Google doc, posts of like congrats to our conduct of chapter meetings team for advancing to the final six they'll compete again tomorrow at 5 p.m or whatever then if they advance like it's ready to go we can share it and we have a graphic and it's done um so just kind of planning some of those things out in advance so they're they're shareable and ready to go um and then again you're the parents and everyone back at home who's anxiously waiting like they can see it and it looks nice and it's not just like a blurry picture um in a hallway or something like that so you have like a something that's ready to go and it looks looks sharp and nice that the school district can share and everything um one piece too this is very off topic but that i forgot to mention is definitely build a partnership with your school uh social media person um i know this i've been fortunate to be in really good districts where we have awesome social media staff but um sometimes they have very specific requirements for what you can and cannot share on your chapter or program social media so just be sure to double check with those uh folks as well so that you can sustain your your program social media you don't get it shut down or uh, get in trouble for that reason um and then again with the sustainability piece um empowering students to be involved, have your historian or your reporter or even a social media or communications committee um, at your chapter level um, to kind of examine what are we doing internally to communicate with their members, what are we doing externally, our social media, our events, our um, flyers, press releases. Um, so you're really involving the whole chapter in the communications process and not just one or two people and an advisor. Um. And this is perfect, you know, leading up to FFA week, you know, maybe you make it one of your, um, your missions to kind of tag a few kids to, to lead the charge in this, you know, and have them get started, um, showcasing your program and showcasing, you know, the week, like the, the items that you're celebrating during national FFA week, uh, definitely should have done this, done a better job of this when I was in the classroom. This is really cool. Uh, and something that even at the state level um, I can use. So I'm excited to see how this supports teachers as well. Uh, I had another question. I don't remember what it was. I'm going to remember it later now. No, lost it. Uh, so we've highlighted a, a ton of the resources that you have. Um, there's even more, you guys. You, you, you just actually have to download this document. Everything's hyperlinked and takes you to all of the cool stuff. Um, and there's, it, if social media is not your thing, there's way more things in here that have nothing to do with social media. Um, so I want you to know that as well. Uh, tons of stuff, tons of really great stuff. Um, Joe, if people have questions, um, they need support from you, what's the best way they can reach out to you? Yeah, I'm discoverable pretty easily on social media. I have Facebook and Instagram. Um, my username is, is there a second on uh, Instagram? Um, but you just type Joe Ramsey, you should be able to find it. I'm kind of a parliamentary procedure nerd. So that's that's how that came to be. Um, but you can also email me as well. My email addresses are listed on the um, handout. So feel free to reference that. And I also have a bunch more too. I really try to limit the document to two pages. 
Um, so, or the, the, at least the Canva one. Um, so if you're looking for something like chances are, I, I have it somewhere um, and I have links to everything. So if you're, you're wondering, oh, do you have X, Y, or Z? Like I probably have it um, or I can find it for you. Um, so just always feel free to reach out or email. I just put the ones in there that that would be the most relevant for the largest people or amount of people possible. And that's not to say either. You can always go through and like, I know there's one in here about, um, you know, fruit sales. Well, if you don't do a fruit sale, you can still use the same one, but just do like tree sale or whatever your fundraisers, your chapter does to modify it to meet your needs. Um, so there, there's definitely lots of flexibility and um, opportunities for you in there. So yeah, feel free to connect with me if you ever have questions or are looking for something specific and I'd be happy to help out in whatever way I can. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. And I just have to say too, because I'm looking at this now, um, it's so organized. Like if I put this together, I'd be like, here's all my stuff. And it would be in one folder and you would not be able to find any of it. Um, so thank you for making it so organized. Um, yeah, just everyone listening, you have to go check it out. You're going to find something, um, I promise. And like I said, laid out perfectly for anything you could possibly ever need. Yeah. And I think if you're going to do this yourself, like I'm, I'm telling myself, I'm saying this out loud strictly for myself. Um, the organization piece helps with the sustainability. I think like if you're going to slap it together and just like not hyperlink it or you get lazy, like then it's not, you're not going to use it. And I think that's the part of this that's really important is if you continually build this. Um, and this is just another thing, you know, Joe was in the podcast last week and, and we talked a little bit about this too, but um, this is another thing that you can tag team with, um, with another advisor from, I mean, like in Minnesota, like all, all the state events are the same for everyone in Minnesota, right? I mean, you have some specific, you know, area region ones, but um, you know, someone can help you do this and maybe you can tag team some of this work um especially if you have a friend like it's really good at maybe some graphic design maybe you do the the written part and they can help you with that and and you can share i remember what i was going to bring up earlier um national ffa has a brand kit as well and so i'm sure many of the items that you know joe kind of picked from that brand kit to then build his items so um, go on the brand kit. It does tell you what um, colors to use. So when you're in Canva, you can type in the specific colors. Um, emblem files, that gets asked a lot on Aga Discussion Lab. There are lots of different file types of the FFA emblem in full color and black and blue and red. Like, you know, um, there's also what are there's like PSA. Um, type statements in the brand kit from national ffa so um look in joe's document but there's also some things there you can use and kind of steal too to make to make your own um that's where i go but now i'm also going to go to joe's document um so now i have two brand, brand kit supports uh as well so and then lean on your state i mean uh if if someone at the state level is posting something a graphic whatever and social media is not your thing just hit a share right like be prepared to do that and, and that's okay too so for me if I were going to pick this up I would go straight to my program of activities with my students and I would say okay of the things on my program 
activities and of the promotional ideas that I'm getting from Joe here, where are we going to do one promotion act promotional type item? And I would pick an event um, that 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 aligns with like that's how I would make this more manageable for myself and then build from there. So if you have a fundraiser coming up and that's in your POA and you're going to you're going to hype that up um, when sales open and when they close and reminders and delivery and all that, like pick one thing and do it like Joe said. And my first step would be to go to meet my POA with my kids. Um, so gosh, this is so good. So, so good. Um, check out the show, mo show notes. Joe, thanks again for being here um, and sharing all your expertise. I feel like there were other things that you said that I thought to myself, like that could even be a podcast episode. So we'll be calling on you again for sure. Um, so uh, we really appreciate you uh, supporting teachers. Um, so like always, like here by the Owl Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a topic idea or you want to be guests on the show, I'm like, Joe, just reach out to us. We'd love to have you. Thanks for listening.